You're listening to The People's Wrestling Podcast with your host, Ali Bunker. Hello and welcome to The People's Wrestling Podcast. And welcome back, actually, to The People's Wrestling Podcast. It's been a couple of weeks. I think it's been maybe three weeks since we last recorded an episode. Two Was weeks. it two? Two weeks. Two weeks. Uh, I'm joined this week by Aiden Bunker. Aiden, how are you? I'm all right. And Matt, you're also here. That's... that's uh, Vic's change, right? Hey, uh, Matt, hey. how are you doing? Hey, uh, one week off and then you don't record. <laughs> it's not my fault. How you doing, Matt? You right? Guys, I'm feeling it. Feeling what? <laughs> Sorry, this is a wrestling podcast, but I'm feeling that football is coming home. Well, I did. That was an ambitious crossover. It's a, it is an ambitious crossover. We're all about ambitious crossovers here on a PWP. Got to reach as many audiences as we can. One audience would be great. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it probably is coming home. Um, so you just you know think on that for a bit. Um, Deal with it. But you're right. This is a wrestling it. podcast, Aiden. Um, and wrestling is certainly what we're going to be talking about this week. We're going to do our normal type of episode because let's face it, it's not been the best few weeks really has it been a little bit shit um especially raw there has been a few notable things but we'll probably get on to talk about those next week um this week actually what we wanted to do in order in in aid of it being july 4th which i know to all our american listeners out there is a big deal um you freed yourselves from the imperialism of some horrible horrible tyrants no idea who they were uh, and became independent um it's not important it's pretty important for them I mean, who, who the imperialists were. It's not important. Yeah, we'll just brush over that fact. Um, but in, in honour of it being July 4th and in honouring our American fan base, must be one of you out there, um, we're going to be talking about our very own Mount Rushmore's this week on the People's Wrestling Podcast. Not just one or two or three, but four. It's July 4th after all. Um, so we've got four different Mount Rushmore's to choose from. So guys, we should probably get this underway. Um... Now, they're not going to just be normal ones. The first one, actually, I don't think I've ever seen anybody else do this, so I think this is breaking new ground. Um, We're going to be talking about entrance themes. What we're all about on the PWP. Breaking ground. Breaking ground. Going places no one's ever been before. Trying to break the record for least amount of listens on the podcast. (laughs) I don't Uh, think we've got the least amount. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. There's probably somewhere out there there's no listeners. That would be really sad, wouldn't it? Yeah. Imagine if you spent hours doing a podcast, editing it, and then no one, actually no one in the world listened to it. Not even yourself. It's a lonely existence. It is very lonely. Um, right, music. It's a big part of wrestling, really, if you think about it, isn't it? Entrance themes, pay-per-view uh, themes, Raw and Smackdown themes, etc., etc., um, and if you actually watch an episode of Raw and Smackdown, there's a shit ton of music throughout the whole of the, the show. Something good, something not so good. Um, there, there's nothing more... There is some, but there's not much that's more disappointing than a wrestler with a shit theme music. Yep. It just kind of instantly puts you off. Bobby Lashley. Exactly. <laughs> Big cast. And then it can really bring you in as well. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Having a good one. Yeah. You never get, you will very rarely get a super top guy with shit, pointless theme music. Generic theme music on a main event guy just doesn't happen, does it? No. Brock Lesnar, I guess, you could argue. I don't know. But even that's a bit different. Um, 
But right, we'll get into this then. So I think what we'll do, so there's four faces on a Mount Rushmore. So I think what we'll do, there's three of us. So we'll, we'll go around and we'll all pick one. We may or may not agree on it. <laughs> and then we'll come together at the end to do a joint pick to uh, create to complete the, the R Mount Rushmore well, of entrance. I swear to God, if you all pick a rock for every fucking one, I'm going to fucking leave this podcast. Just make a Is that note. all it took? <laughs> Let's make a note of that. Matt will leave. Um, well, all right, Matt, since you've got such strong objections to certain things in wrestling, how about you go first? We can't have anything, can we? We can't have Roman. We can't have Brock. <laughs> we can't you have can Bobby have Lashley. You can have like, but Rock is my one that I will stand by. Just like Rock. So, for because... theme music, I will go for something <laughs> that, as a kid... Like, got me, it hooks me, and to this day, it's still, if I hear it, it is on my playlist. If I hear it, it just makes me, gives me a little goosebumps, to be fair. I'll just play you a little clip. Ah, Do we know the song? Interesting choice. Interesting. So, obviously... Probably not my favourite wrestler of all time, but no. I would say one of my favourite songs of all time. Tell you what, that, that's definitely a good choice. I, and for me, it's... You're right, it's Hulk Hogan. Um, not the greatest in-ring wrestler of all time, but arguably the biggest wrestling star of all time. Probably not now, I don't know. Back in the day, obviously, he was. Um, in terms of being associated with only wrestling probably yeah yeah I mean he was his outside adventures haven't been great <laughs> what are you talking about he was in some sort of nanny film I can't remember what it was called now he was in one of the Rocky films he was in one of the Rocky films um, Rocky 3 Rocky 3 um, some kind of nanny film I can't remember what it was called now but he was wearing a he was wearing a tutu Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> but that song, that's interesting, Obviously, that one. Hogan we're talking about. We haven't actually said his name yet. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh. I just thought we'd let the listeners oh, know if they couldn't get it from that. Oh, I thought list. it was Hatswell Jim Duggan. Oh. <laughs> oh. No. Um, it was oh. Hulk Hogan. Um, interesting one, because for me, not really someone that I watched when I was a kid, because I was a little bit too late to that party. Um, but you can't deny it's iconic. It's one probably one of the first instantly recognisable songs WWE ever used. Yeah, uh, yeah. One of perhaps even one of the first ever entrance themes. Yeah, they actually this would have come at a time when really they they didn't they didn't always, do entrance yeah. music. It wasn't a production. It was a it was a sporting contest. And I can't imagine that even when Hogan got that music, that everyone else had music. No, no, it definitely wasn't the case. Um, yeah, so definitely iconic. I mean, interesting that the clip you played played isn't actually what they ever used for his entrance but I think that bit's quite cool I like that bit it's slow and creepy alright well hold on that's the one there you go that's a good drop there I like that yeah. drop <laughs> um, when it comes cracking down and it hurts inside it's such a good song like it's it's, not, it's, it's it's something that it's so catchy. You just know that um, 
I don't mean for this to sound disrespectful, but you know that an American audience <laughs> would love. <laughs> they would love that song. Like, fuck yeah, he's a real American. Uh, he's, nothing, my, he's my guy. Nothing that Americans love more than Americans. real <laughs> Americans. Um, because, you know, America. Um, so this song, Real American, I believe it's actually called. Um, Hulk Hogan, how did you find it when Hulk Hogan switched his music up when he became a little bit older and changed it to uh, Voodoo Child by Jimi Hendrix? My biggest problem with that is... Um, that they don't have license to that on the network, so they play some shitty guitar shredding over the top of it instead, really yep. loudly. Yep, it's a. Uh, that you can tell it is trying to be like it without ripping it off, so they get sued. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it was I was a bit, disappointed. It, it was a bit disappointing. It is a bit disappointing, isn't it? Because like it's still an iconic song, and I think for anyone else, it probably would have worked or helped them. But yeah. because that music is so synony- synonymous with him. It's something that they've since gone back to is not the right move for me. So the song, um, I believe, was maybe, written... if, maybe if he was still in his heel persona as yeah. Hollywood Hulk Hogan, but yeah. he wasn't. Yeah. So the song, the Real American song, I believe, was originally written by Rick Derringer and performed by Rick Derringer. Um, I'm not sure whether Jim Johnson was around at this time. He has been around for a long time. But this, we are talking early '80s with this. Yeah, I think he's. Definitely, um, at least mid eighties. So I'm not sure what involvement he may have had in this one, but um, Jim Johnson, obviously legendary WWE music producer and composer and performer. It's a shame that he's gone now. It's a shame. Did you know that? I think I've said this on the podcast before. The last entrance music he produced was Baron Corbin's new theme, "End of Gaze." <laughs> End of Gaze. Yeah, you did. <laughs> you did say this one. Um, but yeah, yeah cause we got into a whole thing about it. <laughs> <laughs> And how he just, would flip out and now he's going to be hating his feud with Finn Balor that's exactly what I was about to say <laughs> Balor Club is for everyone not on my watch Constable Corbin <laughs> everyone is not welcome um, but yeah Hulk Hogan back to the uh, subject matter bloody good song bloody love it um, definitely deserving of a place not simply because it's a good song but also for what it represents yeah. let's face it it represents As... Hulk Hogan the biggest wrestling star of all time probably and it represents maybe. my childhood and your childhood because you are a bit older than us Matt let's face it so you're going to remember Hulk Hogan a lot more than I do um, he had just gone from WWE when I really first started watching um, I think I got his back end of his last year yeah right? you're talking King of Ring 93 sort of time aren't you yeah his last match televised match in WWE um, so yeah bloody good choice as Billy Kay and Peyton Royce would say iconic <laughs> uh, I love their impressions <laughs> anyway next up Aiden you're up pick one for our music Mount Rushmore okay I'm really torn between um, personal favourite and kind of cultural impact mm. um, and I think purely as a, a Mount Rushmore it's like the biggest and best so I'm going for almost purely for the opening clip Stone Cold's theme music you were going to oh, say that me. I thought you were going to go for the rock <laughs> <laughs> Woo! purely from just you, you watch I know crowds throughout like the Attitude Era but generally hot hot all the time yeah 
but you just hear the noise and the pure like guttural reaction for when Stone Cold's just the glass shatters. Mm-hmm. Do you know when? Do you know when it works the best is when you don't expect him to come out. Yeah, and then you just hear the smash and the just the pop after. Yeah, or even times when. Um, Times when he was expected, like you think when Mankind beats The Rock for the title or Rock's getting beaten down by the corporation, everyone's chanting Stone Cold. The music happens anyway and people still just lose their shit. <laughs> um, I've, I've never seen anyone get those kind of reactions, especially based just off the striking of a chord. Basically. Well, yeah, it's the, it's the music really that does it. Yeah, because if Stone Cold was to come out to some kind of slow build or something that just doesn't punch you in the face straight away, yeah. then it probably wouldn't be the same. Yeah, um, And just the whole demeanour that comes with it, the kind of the fast walking, talking trash, the just like everything about it was perfect. Mm. There wasn't any lyrics. It was all simple. And I, I, I liked the disturbed version. I was going to say, so we're, I'm assuming we're talking the we're, yeah, we're talking the 98, 98 onwards sort of version, not yeah. the 97, which was a bit quieter and yeah, slower. Not, not, yeah, that had less impact. Yeah. Uh, yeah, not that one, and not the Disturbed one. No, not the Disturbed um, one. Disturbed one's still great to me, but it just, on its own, not as good. Mm. Uh, so yeah, just the amount of impact it had, like made you feel while you were watching it, made the audience feel while they were watching it, and just how it perfectly fits Stone Cold is why it, that's going on my Mount Rushmore entry. I don't think we can deny that. I think that one is a really, really good, slightly obvious choice, but it kind of has to be, right? Yeah. You, you can't deny that that that's one, the, the impact it has, course. right? It is hard, isn't it, to think of things that other people you don't want to just be go... too obvious, but you don't want to <coughs> leave out the actual... Good shit. <laughs> You're right there, Matt. Did you drop something? Yeah. I'm just, I'm just, just dropped the plate. Just, play, just playing clips. <laughs> you know that? I remember hearing Jim Johnson saying that he he couldn't get the right sound from just glass smashing. Yeah, so, so he had to add stuff in, like car crash. There's or two like. car crashes and four different glass smashing sounds. Yeah, that's a that's a lot. A lot of that. effort to go in just to that opening bar, isn't yeah. it? Um, but that's, that's kind of how Jim Johnson is or was I know he's which, not dead sirens which event was it where the glass actually smashed for him that was Wrestlemania 13 he walked, was it had to walk through it well Bret Hart walked through it all yeah but yeah it was. I like that that was good that but they should have utilised that a little bit more I think yeah for not the bigger kind of stages on the later ones but yeah, that could have worked because he, he was always so simple and didn't have anything about him. So having that, having just that little bit extra makes him pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I thought I just love the the initial pop that that music gives the crowd. It it can't be replicated these days. I don't think. No, I mean, never. I don't think anyone. Firstly, I don't think anyone is that popular. Secondly, I don't. If you're comparing it to music these days, what is there that has that same impact? I mean, there's the Burn It Down from Seth Rollins, but that's a new addition. Yeah, um, I mean, like, even, you've got your two most popular guys are probably Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles. Yeah, and they just and don't have that music. music. starts with a slow yeah. build. I mean, uh, you've got Kane, Braun Strowman. I guess Braun Strowman would be Braun, the equivalent. Yeah, that's the kind of closest thing um, that you'd get, but... 
Yeah, even that doesn't doesn't quite have the same impact, does it? Because the music after nothing it is, is going to get that pop. Nothing. I think that's part to do with the the era we live in and the rest of us who are involved. But yeah, um, the, the ones music, that as invested in a character as they were Stone Cold. The music definitely helps. The music. Can you imagine Stone Cold with this different music now in your head? Can you no. picture well, Stone no, Cold Steve Austin? No, it, it just wouldn't work. No. If you've never, if you've never watched the match from January '99 when Mankind wins the title off The Rock go and watch it because it's probably the two loudest reactions I've ever heard from a crowd we can do a Mount Rushmore of pops exactly <laughs> one, when, one when Stone Cold comes out one when Mankind gets the victory is yeah. insane it's just a prolonged minute know, long the invasion bit where he comes back that that's definitely up there as well Jericho that's Jericho debut where everyone was expecting it but they still lost their minds anyway <laughs> Jericho debut Michael's winning the elimination chamber that that was insane as well. Actually, there's, there's a few. There's a few. <laughs> CM Punk in Chicago. Yeah, CM Punk. Daniel Bryan and Kane hugging it out last week. <laughs> <laughs> no. Don't even. No. Um, <coughs> right. Was well, it my turn? It is. It yeah. is your turn. See, I'm. I am bloody torn. Um, Natalie and Brulia. I am a Natalie and Brulia right now. Um, because I am naked on the floor. I am not quite <laughs> naked on the floor. <laughs> not in my bedroom. <laughs> um, but nothing's right. I'm torn. Um, because I just can't choose between. I'm going to have to choose because that's the bloody rules, right? Um, I'm going to go with it. For me, it's something I think you, you guys will agree. It's uh, a bit like your reasoning, Matt. When you hear it, it instantly it takes you back. Even now, it gives you goosebumps, um, and it just brings back a whole plethora of memories, and you can associate it with great moments and great times. Uh, for me, it is the Undertaker, the current one, the second or third one. That whole graveyard symphony kind of tune, which hasn't changed too much between sort of nineteen ninety eight and well. 97 and now but has evolved into different ones and then gone back to what it was yeah um for me it's that you can't you can't listen to that without getting goosebumps even now yeah i almost every time if i've got two headphones in i've got the lightning around me i've got the gongs like just yeah it even in your head if you listen to that song and shut your eyes you can just see lightning walking down and then just the the figure of him walking. Yeah, I mean, when you go back and listen, um, I don't know if you guys have ever seen there's an Undertaker from the Vault album on Spotify, uh, which has got yeah. all of his different entrance music he's ever had, as well as some special ones as well, remixes and stuff, uh, as well as the original piano demo by Jim Johnston. Um, that piano demo is amazing. That is quite eerie as well, isn't it? That it's piano. very, yeah, it's very eerie. Um you can see how it goes from just a simple piano tune into this giant orchestral symphony. Yeah, graveyard symphony, Cophony. if you will. Um, and we've, all, we've all been there for an Undertaker entrance, haven't we? No, I've never seen one. Really? Not maybe as a young kid, but not in this Dead Man incarnation. Wow. One thing that I really want to do, like I wasn't... I I wasn't bothered about seeing Undertaker wrestle again like this year, 
And then watching that entrance, I was like, oh, I need to go to WrestleMania. I need him to be there next year. <laughs> I just I just need to see it once. I haven't seen one since. I believe it would have been an insurrection back exactly. in the where, day. Where he would have been he would have been the badass. Court. No, it would have been... Oh, he might, he might, yeah, he might be an American badass at that point. Insurrection, that was like 2000, 2001. <sighs> there was, might have been one in 99. I don't think there was one. Was it not? Well, I definitely saw him on something when he was um, called, he was bad guy Undertaker, Undertaker in yeah in the ministry, and as much as I quite like that one as well. That's a good um, That's badass. That is badass. That one, um, not American badass. I hate to bang on about it, but I've seen his WrestleMania entrance. I know you have. And you saw one at Raw, right? Yeah, Raw at Manchester. Came out with Kane. What was it? Glasgow. Well, I actually got that. I might actually put that up on our YouTube because I've got that as a um, mm-hmm. video on my yeah. Laptop. Which one? Of them coming <laughs> up. I think of both, actually. Yeah, that'd be good to put Stick that on there. Um, but yeah. Like we're sticking Undertaker on Mount Rushmore. That's right, we're sticking Undertaker on, well, his music, on Mount Rushmore. Um, because I've just, you know, it gives me chills. Takes me back to being younger. And just, wrestling was it's something that new to me. I fun. Was, <laughs> I suppose you can say this for all of the theme musics. It's something that non-wrestling fans won't get they won't get it yeah they listen like, to it and go what and they listen to it and go what the fuck is this why, shit why are you yeah. listening to like grave music <laughs> yeah yeah the amount of times I've been in the car with people and I've had my music on shuffle and all you hear is like gong and they're like what the fuck is that either that or you hear bro <laughs> <laughs> I should stop saving the music yeah you should probably not put I it on your I have a playlist yeah. but you know I save them all as well <laughs> um all right, so okay, that's our, that's our three choices, individual choices done. Now this is this is where it comes. This is going to be where it's hard. So what I think maybe we should do is all just put out one second place suggestion per person, and then we'll pick one. Okay. So I'm going to go first. Okay. Because I was torn. For me, it's Triple H. Oh. oh. Motorhead. Type. The Time game, I guess it's called. The game, yeah. Yeah. Um, because that for me is an iconic song which represents an iconic figure in wrestling i mean people underplay triple h i think as a as a wrestler and uh, as a main star but the the guy was main eventing wwe events and i know you can argue about his background politics and that's and another big pop as well when he came back from injury yeah in 2002 right yeah yeah, yeah madison square garden um but that, and again that song is a big part of it and again triple h and i know he has different songs that he's used um and I, I quite like the King of Kings one. Um, that's all right. And that Evolution I like how one they, is good. They separate corporate Triple H versus competitor Triple H now yeah. with two separate theme musics. Yeah. Um, but you know, when you get to the big moments in Triple H's career, the real big moments, so sort of post, post corporation, post DX original DX, um, and into his massive solo run. This is what you think of when you're coming down to the ring. Yeah, sim- similar thing with with Stone Cold. When you hear that first chord, um, where it hits you in the face, like you know that something's going to happen. You know something important's going down. Yeah, it's very like that. Music doesn't get given to Valvinas. <laughs> <laughs> no. Hello, lady. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you're right. It definitely wouldn't have been given to Valvinus. Valvinus was a close third on my yes. uh, <laughs> on my choice. Uh, so that's my one. Yeah, it means. Hmm. It means... I thought Valvinus always came first. Oi. Oi. 
Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> <laughs> um, trust me. Private <laughs> joke. Um, that's my choice. How about you, Aiden? See now, when I when I mentioned a Stone Cold one earlier, and I said torn between favorite and impact, Triple H is is my favorite music of all time. Theme mm. music of all time. Um, then I'm also stuck again between just how perfectly a song fits a character. Yeah, being. Shawn Michaels' "Sexy Boy." Yeah, which that's another one you can't listen to in public, by the way. Exactly. <laughs> now the times like <laughs> I can never like if that song ever comes on, I can never have one earphone in because the other earphone is just going to be playing these weird sex noises at the start. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm, I'm very I'm torn between those two. I think they're my my second and third choice. Mm. Um. Shawn Michaels fit so perfectly, even when he was more of a sexy man instead of a sexy boy. <laughs> sexy man. It still kind of fit because he's just that guy, um, and it works as a face. It works as a heel. You don't yeah. need to change it. You don't need to slow it down and make it deeper and make it cooler and whatever. Um, that's what she said, "No, that's, that's a bit of a reach." Um, <laughs> And yeah, and then you've got Triple H for all the things that we just talked about. Um, I'm going to go with Triple H. Wow. Well, it doesn't really matter what Matt says now, does it? No. <laughs> but Matt, go no, for it. it anyway. Go for it. What are you going to say? Triple H. <laughs> go with Triple H. I'm going with Triple H. It, 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 saying it, it brings back so many, like, that song is just, so fit into that person. Yeah. Again, you can't and picture him without it, can you? No, there's no way you can picture him without that iconic music. And then you think of the iconic music he's had as well, like DX. I think it really like was... He's had, he's had some great theme tunes. I think it really was like a... Almost like a coming of age... In that, like, there was probably only so long he could have lived off the My Time music. Uh, also a really good song. Which, yeah, it's also a really good song. <laughs> but it's kind of like, I'm stepping up and now it's my time. Whereas then he got there, so now it's like, well, I'm, I'm the I'm fucking time, best, I'm, I'm the guy, game. Yeah. Um, and did you know he, I think probably one of this, he adopted the game moniker and tribute to Owen, Owen Hart. Hart? yeah, although I don't really know what, what relevance that is. Because that's, they were gonna, they were that's what they were going to call him. him. Just can't imagine that. Because he literally started using that, like, the two months after Owen died in yeah. the summer so yeah. and we all know about his relationship with Motorhead obviously yeah they've done born out three, of three song. different songs from now I think yeah Evolution as I well I mean there was a close yeah. second for me there was a close second well close third for me I guess um, but go on Matt what was yours we'll take any we suggestions on, on, on we'll be like oh, oh. <laughs> I mean, what a theme tune. <laughs> I mean. Shall we run through some honourable mentions? Honourable mentions. All right. Um, Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho. I love yeah, Chris Jericho. Yeah, without doubt. Can't, just can't get over the the pop when he debuted. I know it was a slightly different version of the song as well, but that, yeah. that version with the intro as well um, for, for really me, works for me. Someone I've never been the biggest fan of, but the music was perfect for him, the Bret Hart. Yeah. It always has made you it just it iconic. Was cool. 
that has ruined it for me a little bit. A little bit, yeah. Now, when I'm like, if I'm walking down the street, if I'm walking through the office or whatever, when that comes on, I feel like I'm wearing a big leather jacket and pink sunglasses. (laughs) Which you have been known to do. Yeah. Yeah. In in the snow. Freezing cold weather. (laughs) Um, More recent ones for me, um, Finn Balor. Love Finn Balor's music. Yeah. Shinsuke Nakamura's first music. (laughs) One for me, which goes goes back, is uh, Legion of Doom. Yeah, that's that, that's like a cool one. I want to give a shout out to Edge and his. Oh, Edge! That's a good one. Metalingus Alter Bridge. I can never remember whether it's called which one it's called and which one's the band name. I think it's Metalingus by, by Alter, Alter Bridge. Bridge. Yeah, uh, yeah, that one definitely. That's probably my second favorite theme tune. Uh, anybody else while we're on the subject? Well, I'm sure there's many, many others. Um, John Cena, for me. Yeah, the uh, horns are a bit annoying. <laughs> yeah, but for the entire song, it's just yeah. Um, for me, I, I bloody love it. It gets me going. It gets the people going, um, and it does get the people yeah. going because they all start saying John Cena sucks. They do. Um, they do. But yeah, CM Punk, cult of personality, great song. Oh, I love that song. I preferred the Kill Switch Engage song. Oh, really? Yeah. Nah. I don't know why. Um, oh, no, controversial one go. for me. This is controversial. Chris Benoit. Which one? The um, later no. one. Yeah, that one. But then actually, do that was from the um, Forcible Entry album, yeah. right? Um, yeah, that one. I like that one. Uh, and also Rob Van Dam. Eddie yeah. Guerrero for me as well. Oh, Which one? Could, Latino uh, Heat. Latino Eddie Guerrero's music. Latino Heat. Nah, I hated it. <laughs> Love that. Latino. But not the we lie, we cheat, we steal. Yeah. No. Started with a weird siren at the start. I'm not a siren. It sounded like a ringtone and it's really loud. What do you mean? Um, I'm going to play it for you now. Um, oh. Yeah, it was like, it was when he turned heel in 2005. Um Eddie Guerrero, Eddie Guerrero, where is it, where is it, where is it? I've got it, I've got it, it's coming. (laughs) (laughs) I think I know what you mean. This one. But at the start, it's just really loud. Uh. Um, So when it comes on my headphones, it fucking terrifies me. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. No, many others. I like Seth Rollins's. Seth it's Rollins. It's but... very repetitive. It's also really long. Yeah, it's If you ever go on YouTube and watch it, it's like eight minutes long. <laughs> this um, is got to have a shout out, to be honest. Go on. Oh. <laughs> yeah, we should have done a Mount Rushmore of worst theme music. Yeah, well, we could do that one of them. Let's Le- do some honourable mentions for worst ones then, shall we? Yes. So there's that one Sergeant Slaughter. <laughs> Um, who's got who's got some shit theme music at the moment? Bobby Lashley. Bobby yeah. Um, Roman Reigns. I don't, I don't, like Roman I don't Reigns mind it. As the Shield, it was fine. It's Roman plodding. Reigns, it's just shit. I think the first bit has good impact. The Danon, that bit. I don't think it does. I think it's too quiet. I don't know. I don't think so. Um, um, Dolph Ziggler. Never liked that song. I don't mind it. I don't like the. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Gobbledy Cooper. <laughs> he had shit for him. Um, who, who had bad? 
Just bad theme music. Well, you can think of pure 80s slash early 90s music. Do you know who I never liked? And just as a wrestler in general as well? Billy Gunn. Billy Gunn. Oh, actually, hold on. He had a good... I'm an ass man. That is amazing. That's got... But what was I can't even remember the song for when he was the one Billy Gunn. But I feel like that was even worse. Ah, oh, the one, the one Billy Gunn. That was quite catchy. I can't remember how it goes. <sighs> so catchy that I can't remember it right now. Um, or do you remember? You look <laughs> oh, Billy. so. <laughs> it's just when you when you read the lyrics. Yeah, well, you don't read, read the, the lyrics. Read the lyrics to a non-wrestling fan. What is it? Yeah, I love to love them. I love to stick them. <laughs> I love to kiss them, or some shit like that. I've got Freak. it all. I've the got one Billy Gunn. Try play it. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, bad theme music. It's got to be loads. Kane's. Kane's. Oh, I've got another one of Billy Gunn's as well. Go on. I just saw this one. <laughs> They, they used this for a diva later on, didn't they? Did I, they? Yeah, I remember that that music sticking around throughout the mid 2000s. Uh, they were around in mid 2000s, weren't they? Billion? Yeah. Uh, why have I blanked on all bad theme music? There's quite a few. Big um, Cass. Big, well, Big Cass. Oh, Big, Big Cass was awful. Big Show. I've never liked Big Show's music. The current one? All of them. Well. <laughs> Um, who else can I think of? Go back. Bam Bam Bigelow. Terrible music. Can't remember. Yeah, not great. Earthquake. Terrible music. Andre the Giant. Andre the Giant, yeah. Um, but any, yeah, big guys. Big yeah, guys. Big guys had shit, shit, shit music. music. Yeah. Um, but yeah. One I did like. Liters. Liter. Bloody love Liters. Anything on that Forcible Entry album was just yeah. bloody brilliant. Did you ever have that, Batista. Matt? I believe it did. This I I don't think it exists on Spotify. It or does. on iTunes. It does exist on Spotify. I think it used to. I oh, know it does. Yeah, you're right. So we we got Triple H on there. Um <laughs> Stacy Keebler. Stacy Keebler. We've got, She's got Rolling by Limp Biscuit, obviously. Um Lita. Got Chris Benoit, Rob Van Dam, um Taz. Yeah, good. What I think might be my favourite wrestling album of all time. Uh, WWE The Music Volume 4. Volume 4. <laughs> yeah, the green and black one. Yeah, yeah. with the WWF logo. For- closely followed by Volume 5, yeah. The Rock's Pie. Yeah, everybody likes pie. Everybody likes pie. Do you like pie, man? Nope. It doesn't! <laughs> oh, <man>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway. Um, are we done with music? Yeah. I believe we are. I, I think believe so. that is a great Mount Rushmore. Unless there's any. So who who we got? Hulk Hogan. Running down. So we got Hulk Hogan. We got Stone Cold Steve Austin. We got The Undertaker, and we got Triple H. I mean, when you look at just the wrestlers themselves. Well, yeah. I mean, that could be helps. someone's Mount Rushmore of just male wrestlers. Yeah, it could be. Be controversial, but yeah. Yeah, potentially. Maybe Triple H's Mount Rushmore. <laughs> it could be Triple H's one. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think maybe we're done with that. Shout out to the NWO's theme music oh, yeah. and like DX's NWO. theme music. Um, I, partic- I don't necessarily, I'm not the massive fan of the NWO one. I do like it, but it was just cool. Was cool. It suited uh, them. One of my favourite current ones, Undisputed Era. 
Yeah, I'm through there. It's great. Yeah, quite like that. That Bobby Roode. Bored uh, of it. I'm bored of it now. Bored of it. Bored of it. Change it. Change it up some. Bray Wyatt for me. I like that song. Yeah, I do like Bray Wyatt. Um, so different. Anyway, shall we move on from music? Before we do, though, I'm going to do something clever through the magic of editing. Let's just play a little clip from each one of our Mount Rushmore songs. Right, we're moving on from music now. Um, something a little bit different. Because, you know, you see Mount Rushmore's of greatest wrestlers ever. And we'll get to that. We'll get to that. But this one is uh, the Mount Rushmore of great tag teams. Um, I'm assuming we're leaving this at WWE, by the way, since we've, that's what we've done so far. Although you did raise the NWO one. Um, technically part of WWE at some point. Greatest tag teams in WWE history. Four of Mount Rushmore. Again, go around. One each. And then we'll pit one together to make up the four. Matt, I'm coming back to you first. Who have you got? Um, there's so many good when I was... Well, I say good when I was a kid. But there's one that just pips it. And it's got to be the Legion of Doom. Well. I thought they'd be up there for you. Yeah, I did think they'd be up there as well. I just... Again, their theme music just gets yeah, and then in the ring they were just so light well, you'd call it stiff now yeah <laughs> or oh, shit <laughs> <laughs> controversial opinion from Aiden hey Matt can you do an what? impression of the style of theme music oh let me clear my throat hold on <laughs> don't just play the clip <laughs> That was, that was really good, actually. <laughs> now you got a sore throat now. No, I'm alright. I'm good. <laughs> oh, I'm fine. <laughs> oh, yeah, I thought that was really good. Yeah. A, a star? Gold Thanks. star for you, Matthew. Six and a half on B. Alright, Legion of Doom. Um, Matt, why, why to you are these guys deserving of a place on the Mount Rushmore attack teams? Their look... Their entrance, their finisher, and just it. The motorbikes I had to as a kid, and it just—they're just. That's my childhood. That's why I got into wrestling. That's what I love. Takes me back to a simpler time. A simpler time when times were easy. When tag team when wrestlers were easy. didn't have to be able to wrestle. <laughs> yeah. Hey! Hey! <laughs> <laughs> no need. There's no need to drag them down. Do you remember that time when um, was it Hawk tried to kill himself off the Titan Tron? Yeah, 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 yeah. We're not talking about that era. And then Droz accidentally pushed him off. 
We're not talking about that. We're talking about SummerSlam 92. We're not talking LED 2000. Although, Sunny looked great. I would talk about I'd dedicate an episode to Sunny. <laughs> I'm sure we could have Sunny on the episode if you wanted to. Not current day, Sunny. We'll pay her yeah, in burgers or something. Yeah, you can pay to Skype her, I think. Yeah, but not in the way that we'd want to. <laughs> Speak for yourself. <laughs> well, I think we could probably just ask her to keep her clothes on. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and just to be our first interview. Don't talk dirty to us. <laughs> I think of the listeners we get. Well, that's true, yeah. Um, also, maybe it's worth it. Listeners. Uh. <laughs> Um, I'm not. I'm not skyping Sunny. I would love to. If either of you want to do that in your own spare I would time, love to interview 1995 Sunny. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it's the same Sunny. <laughs> or even 99. AOL's most downloaded girl. Really? At the time, yeah. I don't have to download people. Now they just appear. Mm. Yeah. Anyway. All fun away. So Matt, LOD for you. Original LOD, right? Not the shit one. Um, Aiden. Not the Heidenreich version. Not die. Fuck right. off, <laughs> Um My tag team. Tarnish. Um, they got a brief mention in earlier, actually. Um, Billy and Chuck. No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> it's obviously the Hardy Boys. I knew it! I bloody knew it! Alright, oh, wasn't that hard? <laughs> That's um, what she it said. It was fucking obvious, to be fair. Just for me, my favourite tag team. Just the way they wrestled, the matches they had, the kind of impact it the had. The druggies on... they were. Yeah, the impact it had on me as as a child. Um, wanted to copy all the stuff they did, um, not realizing how much it would hurt. <laughs> um, I don't know if I've been this before. I actually did a senton bomb before and uh, landed on my neck and couldn't move for on about your five neck. minutes. Yeah. Did you just not bother to flip? <laughs> just, thought, thought you sure I just didn't, for a little bit there. You sure you didn't just fall off something? <laughs> no, no, I, I actually jumped in the air, like, did the flip, but just landed straight on my neck. So, that was your wrestling days done? Yeah. Days were numbered ever since then. You damn near broke your neck. You nearly draws yourself. Yeah, I did. And nobody I wants to draws themselves. Thinking, I can't move. <laughs> it's not funny. Um... <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, just to mainly Jeff, two of my favourite wrestlers. Yeah, let's face it, mainly Jeff. <laughs> um, but then, then you look and see how long they've lasted, both as a team and separately. It's something that, although Matt, you know, attempted murder on Jeff and killed his dog, apparently, yep. um, something they can always go back to being a team. Yeah, they just ignore that stuff. I like how they're on separate brands, but they they are linked by a common wokenness. <laughs> Yeah, um, this new Jeff Hardy gimmick. And yeah, Slash old Jeff Hardy just, gimmick. Just the matches they had. They completely changed, along with other teams, but they completely changed what it is to be a tag team and how tag teams are viewed in the WWF at the time. Mm. So yeah, that's my Mount Rushmore tag team. Okay, well, you can probably guess along those lines, something... The hardest massively contributed to uh, for me it's Edge and Christian. Yeah, I just loved these guys, and I still love you know these how, guys. Do you know how close I was to putting the Dudleys in? <laughs> There's nothing stopping us. Well, we do have an extra entry, mm-hmm. um, but 
think, look at this. Seven-time WWE Tag Team Champions. Great individual success as well. Seven times, all in the space of like a year. Exactly. Um, Which means they lost. <laughs> yeah, but small details. Um, the great matches. Small SummerSlam. Uh, WrestleMania 17. 16. Uh, six, as well. Two, WrestleMania 2000, yeah. Um, no Mercy in 99. The original... Tag team ladder match that sort of broke new ground for for wrestling at that point. Um, team Eck, huh? Team Eck, team Team Eck. Um, anything with Rhino that was good. Team Wreck, um, and just yeah, they've just great great moments. So funny is a great natural chemistry. Okay. He has the Even brood, has yeah. The brood, yeah. The brood's theme music. Oh, I love oh, that. Oh yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> that's creepy. Um, but yeah, and a tag team that, in many ways, is still going today with their podcast. These guys are the best old friends in real life. Literally been best friends for about 35 years, exactly. not longer. Exactly. But it's really shit when you go back and watch them, because they always say they're brothers. Yeah, <laughs> well, they stopped and doing that after a little while. they were cousins, and they were just best friends. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just a real life tag team, Edge and Christian. It they're, just rolls off yeah, the tongue like they're that. They're like a married couple. Yeah. Um, they're my favourite. They're my second favourite <laughs> podcast. To they're my favourite non-Hardy tag team. No, they're my second favourite podcast to listen to after the PWP boys. Um, just because I find them hilarious. There's a Freudian slip from Aiden there. Um, yeah, I just find they're really funny. They're particularly their Canadian posh Canadian voice. They're really intense. Hey Edge. Hey. <laughs> hey Adam. Hey. Hey Jay. Um, they're really intelligent and their wrestling views are really insightful, um, which I imagine you'd get from a lot of kind of retired wrestlers and stuff now that don't have a podcast. But um, yeah, they're just constantly entertaining. And even, constantly. Though, even though their show on the network was insane, it was funny. <laughs> That's still probably well. I, I can't wait to watch series two. Worth watching. Whenever that happens. Which they reckon is, of course they would say this, but they reckon is a million times better than the last one. So. <laughs> when is that coming out? I think they've wrapped recording like, a couple weeks ago. Mm. So sometime in the summer, I think. Mm, fair enough. As in like August. Mm. Hopefully it won't be probably heavily, like heavily sanitised. No, apparently it's not. It's yeah. literally like, that's good. We literally just do whatever the fuck we want. That's good. Um, so yeah, Edge and Christian get my vote. So I guess it's now time for us to throw throw it to the floor. You think you know me? You think you know? Me? <laughs> <laughs> so I'll throw it out to the floor, and we'll uh, we'll give another suggestion, throw and then we'll the take floor. like uh, Angle does. We'll take things under no advisement. advisement. Not even a real word. Unless okay, I'm gonna go there with the Dudleys then. Throwing the Dudleys out there to complete that triumvirate of. Uh, Dudley's, Hardy's, and Edge and Christian. I think that's probably a good shout. Um, um, I, I really wasn't a fan of Devon. Um, <laughs> Just Devon. Up until the Hall of Fame induction, mm. when as I think Bubba Ray summed up what everyone was thinking, like you waited wait. eighteen years and now you have a personality. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Dudley's. They they changed the game in a, in a big way. Um, literally a million championships. Not literally. Close. Um, good theme They've music. Good characters. Um, never quite got off the ground as solos, but they don't need to be in order to get on our Mount Rushmore. 
No, I think. I mean, the greatest tag teams, if you think about the great tag teams back in in, in history, perhaps didn't have the best singles runs. No, like you look at New Age Outlaws. Yeah, exactly. Um, <clears throat> who are also another option, I guess. Enzo and Cash. Hey, what? <laughs> Billy Gunn has been in some great tag teams. Well, he was a Chuck tag. Billy. He was a tag team guns. specialist, wasn't he? The New Age Outlaws. DX. DX. Oh, it's just honourable shout to Billy Gunn. Really shows that he couldn't do fuck all on his own. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he wasn't the one. He was one of two. That was always what he was best at. Um, he was always one off. <laughs> yeah. Um, Aiden, how about you for a second choice? Um, it's hard to look past the Dudleys. You going with Dudleys as well? Um, tr- just trying to think of like really great teams. The Usos have got to be up there. And New Day. Yeah. Um, purely for just kind of how they've reinvented again and reignited tag team wrestling. Yeah, I think that the Usos and that will be up there in the next five to ten years. It's not. It's just they've not hit that. Yeah, it's it's hard, I guess, because we're living in an, in an age of good tag teams that not all of them. Yeah. not all of them necessarily get the chance to show it. But um, like five, being five time champions, or what's the it's scripted or whatever, <laughs> predetermined. But being five time champions is nothing to turn your nose up. No, at. exactly. Five times is a lot. Like when you think of people who've never been five-time WWE champion. Yeah. Like people like Undertaker and Shawn Michaels, I think, have never got that much, and no. they're two of the biggest stars of all time. Agreed. Stone Cold, I think he got six. It's obviously an era when title changes weren't so frequent, but even so, yeah, just a really good achievement to to make. Um, for me, I'll go a little bit further back, not quite as far back as um. Matt did with Elodido. For me, the Steiner brothers. I really enjoyed watching the Steiners all the time. Um, Scott Steiner, in particular, at the time, was a great um, athlete. Um, Rick Steiner added a whole new dimension with his weird, sort of weird wrestling earmuff things and just the barking and <laughs> all that weird <laughs> stuff. Um, yeah, yeah, we did much in the WWE, that did they? Well, they did. In their early run, um, they didn't. I don't think they actually captured the tag team title. I'm not sure. I'd have to look that up. Um, I don't think so. But I, I think, think they did. I can remember them having the belts. But Let I just have a look. They were really just. They had great move set, great athletes, tremendous wrestlers, both of them. Um, and yeah, just I. They would really enjoy watching them. I like their little their music as well. Thought that was good. But. Um, it seems as though, and the Dudleys would be up there for me as well. Um, so I think, in all fairness, I think they probably make up our fourth spot, don't they? Yeah, I, I, I can think of other great teams, iconic teams, but yeah, for me personally, hmm. none of them get above the Dudleys. Honorable mentions, um, then Dudleys going in. Honorable mentions, APA. Farouk and Bradshaw, good impact, not the greatest in, in-ring success, call it that. Mm-hmm. Um, so a good shout maybe for them. Smoking Guns, I thought they were great. Owen Hart and British Bulldog, they were always a great tag team. Short-lived in times though. Brett and... Uh, Jimmy Jim Anvil Neidhart, yeah, the Hart Foundation, the British Bulldogs, maybe a bit before our time. Um, 
But yeah, so some good, some really great tag The Rockers never really had the success. Um, but spawned the, one of the greatest singles careers of all time with and one hell of a great one we and one hell of a great moment to uh, break them up. Um, so yeah, I think those are good good options. Anybody else got any notable uh, entries? Mentions, um, honorable mentions. Shout out to a short-lasting team of the world's greatest tag team, Joe and Benjamin and. Not Chad Gable, uh, Charlie Haas. <laughs> Charlie Haas. Um, I really enjoyed the whole team angle thing. Slightly presumptuous name, though. A little bit, but I mean, <laughs> you know. Um, team lay cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Too cool. Too cool. Who were insanely popular for some reason. It was the worm. <laughs> it was because of the worm, let's face it. It was because of Rikishi's ass. When you hear the reactions that he'd get for the worm, the whole building would shake. Imagine doing imagine that now. Was it Royal Rumble two thousand? When they all danced in the ring. And then Rikishi yeah. threw him out. Yes it was the, that the, got the, the, big show pop. <laughs> the big show did not win it. <laughs> well Um Yeah. Some decent tag teams out there. Eminem. Miz and Morrison. Hulk Hogan and Edge. Demolition. The Bushwhackers. The Bushwhackers. <laughs> no, not them. Um, yes, yeah, really great, great tag teams. I know pe- any pe- any older listeners out there will be screaming more at us for Rock and Roll Express, etc., etc. But strictly WWE, I think we've we've nailed it. The revival and the Heart Foundation. Yeah, mentioned Hearts. Uh, yeah, the revival in NXT. Not so much on WWE main roster. Gargano and Champa. Um, if you want to watch like a perfect tag team match, watch um, Edge and Rey Mysterio, Benoit, uh, Kurt Angle, yeah. and Los Guerreros as well. Yeah, yeah. a great freeway tag team match. One even, of the even, best. Even just. Angle and Benoit versus Mysterio and uh, Edge for the first ever tag team championship. SmackDown tag team championships are just. Mm. Ugh. And let's not forget Benoit Jericho and Austin Triple H as well. Oh yes, that's the the thing with like when you, when you watch a great tag team match, there's almost nothing like it. Mm. Like it hook, it can hook you in way more than a singles match can. Yeah, takeover just gone. There's obviously. Yeah, takeover just gone. There's obviously more action going on with the more bodies, um, and you've got the whole hot tags or um, getting the heat on an opponent and building back up and stuff like that. You don't always get in a singles match, so mm. when when tag team wrestling is done right, it's like hard to top. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, I, I would agree. Um, so final final Matt Rushmore then. So we have got Legion of Doom, Hardy Boys, Edge and Christian, and the Dudleys. Those damn Dudleys. What a mountain rush wall that is. Between them, how many championships is that? Literally a billion, like you said. <laughs> yeah. Um, right, yeah, move on from uh, the Mount Rushmore attack teams into some maybe more obvious Mount Rushmore, but it's still got to be done. There's so much debate you can have around this, but we're going to try and keep it concise. Um, we're going to start this one with Mount Rushmore of singles women wrestlers. 
something that you probably wouldn't have considered about three or four years ago because you'd think well they were all a bit shit um maybe not all but most um you probably struggle to feel four if i'm honest but nowadays inappropriate oh come on <laughs> but nowadays i think four would be a, oh, i was gonna say four would no be a struggle no more nowadays. no more um, abu. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah obviously the women's revolution has uh sparked some pretty impressive solo careers but there might be some oldies that we throw in there um so we never refer to a woman as an old. <laughs> well, they're not listening. <laughs> I'd assume. It might be. Um, Matt, I come to you again. You know, kick us off on this Mount Rushmore of women. I'm torn between two. Aren't we all? Been there. I'm torn between a newer generation and an older generation. I don't think there's nothing, nothing stopping us going like current people. <laughs> Who have you got, Matt? Who have you got? I'm going to go with Lita. Oh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Alright, JR. <laughs> you damn son of a bitch. I think she was. Her and Trish were. They say the start of the women's revolution was a few years ago, but actually it was them two that highlighted that women could actually wrestle. Mm. and wrestle well and I think they that culminated in them having the main event of Raw yeah and the matches that they had together were just amazing and it wasn't only the matches they had but they had actual stories yeah they could both tell a story it wasn't just like oh oh my god you stole my man I need to slap you bitch uh, I just, I think in the end where they went with Leah was probably not the the ending she should have had. She should have been multiple time women champion and gone out that way rather than being a hoe. <laughs> and her items sold. Who was that tag team? Um, crime time. That's the one. Yeah, terrible, terrible uh, storyline. <laughs> no, no, they, they... <laughs> yeah. yo, 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 yo. <laughs> they the definitely did not. Brooklyn, Brooklyn. So yeah, Lita for me. Lita for you, Aiden. How about you? And I met her, and she is oh. <laughs> right. Um, I'm going to go controversial, and I don't know if you're going to let me let me have it. Stephanie McMahon. Hi, you know what? I was going to say Stephanie. Oof, is it? That is controversial. When you think, in kayfabe and real life, she's the most powerful woman in all of wrestling. Yeah. Um, on screen, she's been a constant presence, sometimes. Yeah, maybe too much, yeah. Um, for 20 years now. Yeah. Um, she is a nigh-on perfect heel. She's got that down to a T. Um, she, nothing ever seems kind of forced or fake with her. Yeah. Apart from her tits. Three. Um, Happy Valentine's huh? <laughs> um, She, Whenever she's been made to wrestle, she's generally done well. 
Yeah. Considering her lack of obvious training. Yeah. Um, just like the amount of storylines that she's been involved in, high-level storylines, which of course she would, because she's definitely a man. Um, but yeah, like everything she does, she does well, and she's had more impact than any woman in the wrestling business, I think. Mm. And she's obviously a great kind of pioneer and stuff for the women's revolution and like women in sport and media in general. Yeah. So. More power to her. More power to her. But not that much power because not, she'll go crazy with it. Power drunk. Um, yeah, I, you know, I can't disagree. I can't disagree with that. Stephanie has made such a huge impact on the world of wrestling. She's such like a badass. In story and out story. Um, like you see her when she's with Triple H and she's got that swagger. Yeah. I genuinely think she could kick my ass. <laughs> I'm sure she could. She's got the best slap in the game. Yeah. Oh, ask us this week though. On James Ellsworth, <laughs> Jesus Christ! Yeah, that was pretty good. Now he didn't burst an eardrum. You got um, it right on the chin. Oh no, wait. Um, yeah, Stephanie is my entry. Good, good. Um, well, I, I mean, I again, I was, I'm torn. Um, I think I know where I'm going with, but I just wanted to say I was going to choose someone that you'd probably deny entry. So I'm going to go with the one that's obvious. Because it, she needs to go in there, really, doesn't she? For me, it's Trish Stratus. Going along with the whole leader bit. Obviously, these two went hand in hand with their their, their singles runs. Uh, great feud. Main evented Raw. First ever women to main event Raw. Um, so, you know, legendary career. I mean, she's a record-breaking WWE Women's Champion. She even won the Hardcore Championship, which I'd forgotten about until recently, actually. She's She kind of changed what it meant to be Women's Champion. Yeah. She wasn't just a joke. But she started as one. Yeah. <laughs> but it, but that's, so it's what, testament, that's what makes it better. It, so it's testament to her that she turned that sort of negativity about her How lack of... How did we not have Tessa Albert? Lack, <laughs> negativity about her sort of lack of aptitude Ooh, for wrestling. for TNA. Oui. And um, she did turn that into a really great career with some generally really good matches in, in, in that at a time when it wasn't really great women to work with. Mm, and she easily could have gone on longer. Yeah, and she could have done. In the current generation, but went out on top. Yeah. Um, Came back and then went out on top again. Yeah. <laughs> um, and even at the Royal Rumble, she still looked great. Even as the mum of two, I believe she is. Um, obviously a Hall of Famer as well. That's a big, a big thing. Inducted in 2013. Um, so yeah, Trish Stratus for me. Can't argue. Cannot argue with that. Um, what well, I do think is a shame. Controversial. Well, for me... It was Alexa Bliss. Mm. I think it's controversial because See, of the my sheer... one was Paige. I don't know why we wouldn't let you have that. Well, but because, you know, she's been around for like four years, um, max. <laughs> and um, in that time, obviously, she's won a shit ton of gold. And a lot of people are getting a little bit, are getting their piss boiled a little bit by this. Um, saying that she's getting the Roman treatment, pushed down our throats, but... Fact remains, Alexa Bliss is the greatest all-round women's performer of all time. People really downplay her in-ring skills. Yeah. Um, she, she has the occasional moment where, obviously, she's still relatively inexperienced. Mm -hmm. um, and coming from a non-wrestling background as well. But there's a reason they've pushed her so much yeah because everything she does is good 
They don't always give her good stuff. Yep. But she always does it well. Um, she always delivers. And she's like the postman. I mean, five five time champion in two years. Yeah. Less dwarf, just over one and a half. That's a championship years. for every foot of height that she has. Five feet of gold. Yeah. That should be her new thing. I'm going to tweet her. <laughs> yeah. She will not reply. I don't think I'm blocked by anyone. <laughs> That's what you think. Um, yeah, I wouldn't argue that too much. No. Um, how about you guys for a second opinion? So I'm kind of along the similar lines of you. Shout out dogs. Um, similar train of thought to you in probably Charlotte Flair. Mm-hmm. Like, when when you think of how, obviously she hasn't done it on her own, but how she's helped bring the women's evolution forward and what it means to be an in-ring performer. Um, obviously, her name comes with it, her legacy. Uh, yeah, just the things that she's been doing, like, since day one, she was never a diva. She's always, like, a women's wrestler, an athlete. Like, yeah. she, there's, no, there's no one else like her. Yeah. Um, and you can see how she's grown over the last three years on the main roster mm. of like being this kind of you can still you can tell that she was still kind of a self conscious like athlete mm. now she's a full on character yeah complete performer uh great matches great matches um and yeah I can't deny her. A spot in there. Fair enough. Matt, how about you? See, it's going to have to be Paige for me. I think she was taken far too early from us. That sounds like she's dead. <laughs> she's not dead. She's not. <clears throat> I think she was one of the first to hit this new women's revolution. She was the and she sparked it. And I can't ever remember her having a bad match. Yeah, I mean, Paige. I know. I know you've obviously been a big fan of um, Paige for a long, a long old time. Um, for me, obviously, her career was cut short. Um, firstly, by the recent retirement, but you know, those parts of her career were punctuated by other injuries as well. So it was a really stop start, which is so unfortunate because she had so much promise. Um, and I think she could have gone on to have a, a like a Hall of Fame career, but as it stands, I'm not sure she has. As I think uh, the reason that you're putting her in is because you know she could have done. Yeah. Um, but I guess strictly speaking, she hasn't. Um, it's interesting. None of us mentioned China. Speaking of pioneers, I mean, she was yeah. definitely a pioneer um, for women's wrestling at a time when she was the only woman wrestling in WWE um, essentially pretty much um, and obviously someone again who was taken way too soon uh, in unfortunate circumstances um, controversial career obviously um, but you know nonetheless very pertinent and relevant um, especially you know what, these man? days actually that's a great shout and that's who I'd like to put forward fair enough can go with China um, my problem with, with China is and I guess it could also be an argument for putting her in, is that when you think of China, you think of her matches against men. Yeah. Um, 
like you don't necessarily remember her interactions with women yeah um which could be an argument for and an argument against yeah um yeah i don't know i'd I'd still personally as it's more my taste i'd go i'd pick charlotte over china yeah that's fair enough that's up to you uh but what is not up to you it's up to all of us is who goes in this fourth place are we how are we going to agree on this well if you two are going china then it's china i'm not against china at all um as much as i'd like to see a a more um yeah a more modern more recent lady a woman go into the our mount rushmore um I think I'm going to have to be China. So I think I'm going China, Matt. I think you've gone China. Yeah, I've gone China. It's China. But Alexa Bliss, in two years' time, she'll be right up there. You know I sound like Donald Trump. (laughs) China. China. (laughs) Um, So that completes our Mount Rushmore for women so that so who, who do we have again <laughs> we've got Stephanie McMahon Lita. we've got Lita we've got Trish and we have got China um well that can only leave one more category um cruiserweights no it's not cruiserweights <laughs> it's single male superstars in WWE um, so not in a relationship not in a relationship but also wrestling on their own um uh, often talk about subjects. It's um, highly debated. People get really angry with other people on their opinions of this sort of thing. So hopefully that won't happen with us guys, um, especially when I put the rock in. Um... <laughs> Go. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, so, I mean, we could go on forever with this one, but we're not going to. We can keep it clear and concise and short, and we're going to let people rage about our decisions, and we will put stuff online so people can see. So this time I'm coming to Aiden for a start, because I feel like we need some thinking time. <laughs> Aiden, who are you going with? Who? And why? Jeez. Jesus was not in WWE. Jeff Hardy! <laughs> you sounded just like him. Um, Shawn Michaels. I'm wrong with that. Yeah. <laughs> what? Um. Yeah, I think I. It's probably too obvious. Um, it would be in most people's. Ah. Uh, Spence is killing me. No, you know what? No, I'm not going to go for Shawn Michaels. Oh. I'm going to go for Stone Cold. Well. Okay, fair enough. The the single biggest wrestling draw of all time. All of the reasons we mentioned earlier. His storylines, his matches, um, his character. I just had it down. Um, yeah. I... Stone Cold for me. There's no way you can not have a Mount Rushmore. There's no way you can have without a Mount Rushmore without, without that uh, son of a bitch. That toughest SOB. Yep. Um, walking God's green earth. Um, trailer park trash. <laughs> 
Yeah, so cold. It go. It's synonymous with the, the Attitude Era for WWE. Is obviously the biggest star that they had. Does he eclipse Hulk Hogan as a star, or did he at the time? Do you think? I think. Yeah. Maybe mainstream, not, but in the world of wrestling, yes. Um, His merch sales would say yes. Yeah, I think he different he era, but yeah, better represented the general population. Yeah, definitely. Hulk Hogan was his um, like you can't be Hulk Hogan, but you can be Stone Cold. Oh, yeah, Hulk Hogan Austin. was a superhero. Yeah, who was saying maybe one day you'll grow up and be like me. Mm. Whereas Stone Cold was like, I don't give a Take shit. Shit like steroids. Like yeah, I don't even like. Gonna, I don't like any. I'm just gonna there. kick your ass anyway. Yeah. <laughs> like, do, can you ever remember a time where Stone Cold high fived a fan or something? No, he didn't give a shit. Yeah, exactly. He, he was, was the same character, pretty much. He was an anti-hero, that's what he always called yeah. him. Whether he's heel or face, apart from his, maybe his 2001 run, he's the same character. Yeah. That's why he, there was no, like, there was an official turn, but the fans had turned months prior. Yeah. Because they just loved him. Yeah. So... Yeah, for, for me, Stone Cold. Stone Cold Steve Austin. All right, Matt, coming to you. Who are you going to follow Stone Cold with? See, Stone Cold was one of mine. I swear if you say Vader or Tatanka. <laughs> say what? If you say Vader or Tatanka, I swear down. What are you going to do? Um, be annoyed. Sorry, sorry. <sighs> this is tough. Without a doubt, this this person just has to be on everyone's Mount Rushmore. It's got to be the Undertaker. Right, okay, yeah, definitely a good shout. Why? Why have you gone for Taker? He's been there throughout my wrestling experience. He was one of the ones that drew me in. First of all, at that Royal Rumble when he got put in the casket. Undertaker Yeah, the living shit out of me at times. Rumble 94, yeah. And just... The only wrestler that's ever given me goosebumps. The only one? The only one that's ever given me proper standout goosebumps. Yeah. I mean... And you can't... You can't... Looking at his career, you cannot question it. And I think... um, I don't think any of us can deny that most of the time when we see The Undertaker's entrance, we get those goosebumps and we get chills. Um, as much as maybe we don't necessarily want to see him wrestle anymore, um, you know, he still has that impact on us. Do you know what I can't wait for? That when, they, when he does retire and they do the documentary on him. Yeah, yeah I hope they do. Yeah, that would be the best documentary they've ever done. Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, I don't think you could ever deny that that, <laughs> that documentary, so much effort and work should go into that documentary um, because there's such a back catalogue that they can use. It should be about three hours long. Yeah, it should be. Uh, it would deserve it to be. be about as long as his WrestleMania entrances. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's epic recommend WrestleMania entrances. Um, so, Undertaker... Um, you're going to get no objections from me. He's definitely going in. Um, right, for me, well, I mean, it could be really obvious. 
traditional Michaels. <laughs> uh, or it could be slightly left field. Uh, <laughs> or I could go completely down the middle or to the right, you know, go any direction I want. The rock. The rock. <laughs> what? <laughs> what else am I going to do? <laughs> um, this is your section of Mount Rushmore. It's my section, right? So I get to choose. Oh, I'm going to do. I'm going to put Shawn Michaels in there. I mean, you can't have a Mount Rushmore without Shawn Michaels. Honestly, I mean, it would just be ridiculous. And I mean, lots of people debate, actually, the worthiness of Shawn Michaels. A lot of people hated him back in the day. A lot of people hated him for his backstage politics, his attitude. Um, back for, in the day, he was a prick. What, for losing his smile um, and, and stuff like that. And the whole Bret Hart situation in, in Montreal 97, the, the screwdriver, his role in that, still probably not exactly clear on you know how much he knew and whatever but depends who you listen to when you think about it the attitude era started with him he started with him and he missed a big portion of it um and what he missed almost all of it almost all of it but but what um is so great about short michaels is he had this great career up until 1998 and it it seemed like it had ended and even if he had only had that career you could look back and say yeah he's he's had a great career but he did it he, he came back and arguably reached even, high, better. even better and, and he higher was definitely heights. better when he came back um, and put on better matches and just had more connection with the audience and yeah. you know, what, had more success what I loved um, one of my favourite matches of all time is his street fight with Triple H Same. at SummerSlam 2002 yeah. oh. his first match back what a match after nearly five years out, four and a half years out, um, and it was literally like he didn't miss yeah, a beat. Missed a step, yeah. And you had just the entire crowd, just all for him, losing dreading their minds him, taking him. a backbreaker yeah, or every, anything. Every, to every the back. time he'd he would take a backbreaker on the chair or something, people would cringe. Jr. Yeah. would cry. Um, Don't think he cried. That <laughs> my, probably my favourite bit of the match. The end. <laughs> Is he he does a running forearm, and he's down for a couple seconds, and then he does his kip up, yeah. and the entire audience, at Jr. and King, just lose their minds, yeah. and you can see how that affected Sean. Yeah, like he was buzzing his tits off, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'm sure it probably wasn't a hard thing for him to do. No, but it's just the pure reaction it got. Well, it's because that that moment was the shit he's still got it moment because you know going into the match it was kind of like this could still be his last ever match yeah, and, one and off it, sort of thing and also triple h was the top guy yeah the top heel and what well, he was an absolute dick <laughs> <laughs> literally tried to kill him yeah um and yeah it just it was but if you are if you see the documentary on both of them saying it sean michael says he was the safest person to oh yeah to work everyone with. everyone said that about triple h he takes care of you in the ring and that's why I think that's why that was Sean's first match back, because they they obviously played into the story. But secondly, they're great friends. But thirdly, the safest guy to work with, Triple H. Yeah, and I mean, first first match back. That's that's what you want. That's that's what I wanted from a Daniel Bryan return. Um, that's what you want for a Shawn Michaels return. Because yeah. it's not, it's not like an injury. Like it's it's a 
big injury. Yeah. Something which could potentially... It's not insignificant. It could paralyse you mm. if things go wrong. It could completely destroy the rest of your life. So, yeah. like, And just to think how good he was after having all of that. No, I don't think anyone else could have done it. No, I, I completely agree with you. And that's why he goes, for me, into our Mount Rushmore. I'm just going through the match quickly, just trying to find the kip-up. <laughs> um, it's just insane. But, but while you're doing that then, Aiden, uh, Matt, have you got an opinion on who should fill our fourth spot on this yeah. highly controversial, leaving many, many people out, Mount Rushmore? Triple H. Yeah, I think that's... Uh, that would be a popular opinion, um, maybe not amongst modern wrestling fans, but people of our age, I reckon. Uh, why, why Triple H for you? I mean, as if we need really to tell us, but go for it anyway. Yeah. Name a bad match he's ever had. Um, I can name a few, <laughs> but not really his fault. Roman Reigns, WrestleMania. Uh, oh, I'm not talking. I'm not talking about sort of modern Triple H. Modern. Triple H. Even though the last match he had was bloody brilliant at WrestleMania. Yeah. Um, go for you it. You think about it since when Shawn Michaels left and he was left sort of the only one left out of the, the clip. Well he was he left holding just, the baby really wasn't he? <laughs> yeah he just I think he worked hard and put his head down and became one of the top guys behind the likes of Stone Cold at the time, The Rock. To be able to stand out in that era, you've got to have something about you. Well, it was kind of his stubbornness and his just sheer hard work, persistence, yeah, that ultimately he forced himself into that main event scene. It's something that, like, People have always said it, like Sean said it about him, Kevin Nash said it about said it about him, how he was just a sponge, an yeah. information sponge. And he yeah. never got caught up in the bad side of stuff. He just always just wanted to be the best. Yeah. Um he's like the Harry Kane. <laughs> he is the Harry Kane of wrestling. Uh King Harry. I've got my Shawn Michaels clip if you want to hear it. Careful. I'm hoping this isn't I'm hoping this isn't gonna be anticlimactic. <laughs> as good as you remember it. Here we go. Let's hit the forearm. <laughs> it's just insane. It is insane. It's an entire moment. arena of people just for a kip up. Yeah. Losing their minds. Yeah. Great. That's why it's one of the best for me. Great, great moment. Um, Aiden, Triple H for you. Um, I mean, obviously this is match choice, but do you agree? Yeah. I mean, or is there somebody else you'd like to put in? When, when you think of um, just like success in wrestling and within a company format yeah. mm-hmm. can't be argued um was this was this Matt's this is Matt's second was, choice yeah is Matt's second what was your first choice Undertaker Undertaker okay um oh yeah it's going to be tough then i mean it's it's also very hard to look past the rock oh, no. <laughs> i mean i don't give a shit what you say Matt he was he can't he tarnished his career I mean, I really, it's, it's not as bad as you make out. I mean, you could argue that Hulk Hogan did that worse. 
given I'm not playing Hulk Hogan in a <laughs> fucking Hulk Hogan. That's Ultimate Warrior. We always call him Hulk Hogan. Um, yeah, The Rock is not only as a top guy, but as a mid card guy, and how he was, how he turned things around, how he was just clearly too much. Like there was no way they could contain him in a mid card role. Yeah. Um, and how he just exploded into life as a main event guy for. Yeah, but then when he turns his back on the WWE. But since become... I don't think he ever shies away from the wrestling business. I think he's just become too big for he's it. bigger than wrestling. Um, like, I'm sure like if he was... If he wasn't as successful in Hollywood, he'd probably be back once a year. Um, yeah, and he's just probably the most... This, like the most entertaining guy on his own in terms of his promos and how his ring work is actually underrated I think mm. um, uh, his heel turn his heel runs I mean both in the kind of corporation time and also his Hollywood rock time yeah just doesn't get much better than that so I think it's really hard to not put the rock in mm. <laughs> that was inappropriate. <laughs> For God's sake! Um, I mean, you, listen, you're not going to get much of an argument from me about not putting the rock in because let's face it, I was the rock's biggest fan when I was when I was younger. Um, I used to draw him. I used to recreate his promos. I used to love yeah. what I used to love. This sounds gay. I love used to love giving you the rock bottom. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I used to love his eyebrow. <laughs> Always doing the people's eyebrow. Um, just yeah, the rock was just someone you could copy. Um, just have great fun doing it, and he was a, such a great entertainer. Um, that being said, I think Matt would combust if I, I went with the rock as well. Um, it's not our problem. So I've got other other um, mentions. I mean, I haven't chosen my one yet. Is The Rock your one? Your entry? Did you not choose your one? Oh, I did. I did. Sure, Michael did. My, my second opinion. Um, picture. The year is 1983. The wrestling industry has just changed hands in terms of what well, the WWF has just changed hands. Vince McMahon's bought it from his father. He needs to make a big star. That big star was Hulk Hogan. I thought you were going to choose Vince McMahon when you mentioned 1983. <laughs> I thought you were going to put Vince in. I mean, you could, and you probably should, but let's, we'll, we'll, we'll leave him out of this one. But the, the big star was Hulk Hogan. Wrestling back in at that time was a secondary focus sport for sport in inverted commas for people. Um, in no way was it mainstream. The territories were dying because, you know, I guess the McMahons had got them off a little bit. Sweeping up the best talent, turned to Hulk Hogan, came in as a heel with Freddie Blassie, turned face pretty much immediately, and a few weeks later captured the WWF Championship. And have you ever, ever seen anything since like Hulkamania? Yes. Axelmania. <laughs> For fuck's sake. <laughs> I didn't mean literally. <laughs> have you, the honestly, nation. I mean, obviously... Um, yeah, I mean, there's there's been stuff close. I mean, obviously, Stone Cold, his run, 
great. Um, John Cena's mainstream popularity, great. The Rock's great. Um, but for the sheer kicking off of the mainstream, entry into the mainstream for wrestling, coinciding with the, sort of the kickoff of WrestleMania and all the great moments uh, that that comes with, he was just the perfect synonymous. Fit. Yeah, he was the poster boy. He and he looks like a superhero. He, played he had perfect. the personality of a superhero. He had the message for the kids. Yeah. Um, couldn't wrestle for shit. <laughs> but nobody could then. Exactly. There were, was a leg drop. There weren't great wrestlers back then. It's not what it was about. Um, and how much more does it say about Hulk Hogan's quality and, and, and character that at a time when the actual watching of the wrestling matches wasn't particularly great fun, he still managed to help turn WWF or WWE into a mainstream attraction. And I'm sure he didn't come up with the term and that's how it became synonymous with, well, how, in terms of backstage anyway, but um, his probably the most important takeaway from Hulk Hogan's career is the fact that he's given us brother, brother. <laughs> Something which what you gonna do? Me? Something which I use outside of wrestling conversations. Nobody would understand it. Sometimes I call Laura brother, brother at work. <laughs> brother, brother. That's an Asian Christian thing, though, really, isn't it? It is, but like, <laughs> like, it's funny when you hear wrestlers talk to each other. Yeah. They all call each other brother. Yeah. Um, I can't remember who it was. I think it was uh, Tommy. No, Rhino. Yeah. He was on Edge and Christian's podcast last week. I think they were saying how um, he used to call his sister <laughs> brother. brother. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Well, let me tell you something, Mean Gene. And promos. The first wrestler to really deliver good promos. Like, a lot of them are rambling and shouty. But, you know, he got his catchphrases in. He was the first to have catchphrases. And also, what wrestling fan who has ever actually watched him anyway has never imitated the Hulk Hogan poses and yeah, flexing. Exactly. Everybody's done Everybody. that. And Without it's doubt. Quite good to copy as a kid. Yeah. You could do the no thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean you could recreate a Hulk Hogan match as a child without really putting much effort in. They're not that difficult. Um but for me, I mean we're talking in ring, no way. Nowhere near. No way who's we're there. Talking, <laughs> we're talking outside the ring, the effect they had, it's gotta be Hulk Hogan for me. It's gotta be Hulk Hogan. Not to mention the massive success that he also had. Honorable mentions. Honorable mentions. Well, John Cena. John what do Cena. You mean honorable mention. We haven't even. Oh, is that? Oh yeah, we haven't set the fourth yet, have we? <laughs> well, we got to choose one. Right? Yeah, we've all got three different. We got three different. Three ones. different entries. Well, I mean, here's maybe where we could go with this one. Maybe rather than having a fifth and being online, why don't we let leave it to the, the listeners choose the PW peeps? Now they're gonna fucking pick the wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can give them an other option. We can give them other, but they have to name it this time. <laughs> Triple H, The Rock, Hulk Hogan, or other, but they have to tell us who it is. And Undertaker. No, Undertaker's already in. Oh yeah, Triple H was not in there already. I get very confused with this. Um, yeah, Triple H, The Rock, Hulk Hogan, or another. Honourable mentions then, just while we're on it. So first, John Cena. Tremendous impact. Great guy. Just bloody love John Cena. He seems like the Chris nicest Jericho. guy. Chris Jericho, another one. Yep. Um, Andre the Giant. Andre the Giant, yeah. yeah. Purely for cultural reasons. Yeah, pop culture. Um, Macho Man Randy Savage. 
but going back in the day, Ric Flair. Never really liked the guy. Obviously, Bret Hart. Bret Hart would be very close to it for me. Um, Mick Foley would be on yeah. a lot of people's. Um, Edge is on a lot of people's, I know that. Do you love Edge? Do bloody love Edge. Um, but yeah, I mean, Kurt Angle. Another yeah, one. please that, don't that do that. If you're listening to this, please don't beat The Rock. <laughs> Is it really going to affect your life that much? Probably not even going to listen to the episode. <laughs> but um, there's just there is too many to mention, isn't there? We're probably missing out people who are really obvious. Um, there's thousands of people all around the world though, like screaming at us right now. Yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> Stop doing podcasts. <laughs> That's what they're saying. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, there's just plenty, plenty, too many to name. It's becoming hard to even think of them because there's that many. Um, hopefully, some of the modern day um, athletes in you know in ten years' time will be saying they have such great careers. AJ Styles, for instance, another one. Um, hopefully, Finn Balor. I mean, Brock Lesnar is not no one's favourite um, list at the moment, but, you know, great Kevin career. Owens deserves it after his rough few weeks. <laughs> He's had a rough few weeks. Um, but we won't get into that this week. We're He's had a rough, rough, rough few weeks. That's... Don't understand what that reference is. This is about the Mrs. movie, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, not a real movie, apparently. Tell that to Corey Gray. <laughs> <laughs> um... Right, so yeah, we're going to leave this last this last place on the Mount Rushmore up to you guys. Um, What's so the we're, we're going to need some engagement from you guys this week to get this one sorted. Yeah, pull your finger out. <laughs> pull, pull that finger out. Um, so, don't pick the rock. Well, we're going to stick this up on social media. Matt, if it's the rock, you're going to have to live with it, I'm afraid. <laughs> um, Are you playing the start of the Broods theme again? Yeah. Um... So yeah, we're going to leave that one up to you guys. Remember, you can find us on Twitter at the underscore PWP and on Instagram. We'll stick this this stuff out on social media. And we'll put our, we'll put pictures of our current other Mount Rushmore's on there as well um, to get you know to get some, some engagement from you guys. Um, but yeah, we're not going to go into what happened on Raw and SmackDown this week or last week because, let's face it, not the greatest weeks. Team Hell No, etc., etc., fine. Um, but, you know nothing much else um so we'll probably cu- cover some of that next week aiden where can i find you on twitter if you go into the search bar yeah and you search for at aiden bunker you don't even have to do the app just search for aiden bunker but then there'll be word, all those tweets that you've been mentioned in just a space in the middle what but then you'll just find all those tweets that people tweet about you yeah and then you go to the people tab <laughs> you do it for the people uh, Matt, where can they find you? For the rock, though, otherwise Matt will lose his mind. Yeah, they can find me for the time being Ooh. at the Bear and Bombay. If they put in the rock, they just don't ever tweet me ever again. <laughs> you heard it here first. Everybody tweeted the Matt saying that you want the rock in our Mount Rushmore. I think that's what you're trying to get out here, Matt, isn't it? Um, they can find me at Ali Bunker eighty eight on Twitter. What about Dwayne Johnson? Would you be mad if we put Dwayne Johnson in? Well, he's Fuck Dwayne Johnson. Done Fuck nothing in wrestling. What about Rocky Maivia? Fuck Rocky Maivia. <laughs> but he's die, chipper. Rocky, die. Wow. Wow. And you really mean that as well? 
Yeah, a little bit deep down both. Yeah. Yeah, you are that guy. Who hurt you, man? Who hurt you? He hurt me. <laughs> <laughs> Right, I've been that, over this. <laughs> on that note, now hopefully one day you will get past this. Um, I will never get past this. We need to arrange a meet. We're gonna, we're just gonna have to casually meet the rock, aren't we? That's just what it's gonna end up in. We go to a gym. Yeah. He'll probably be there. Yeah, yeah. We go to a cinema. He'll probably be there premiering a film. Um, you know, so yes, hard work, options, hardest options. working man in entertainment. We'll run into him eventually because we're right up there with him. Here we are high flyers. Um, on that note. That's enough from us at the PWP headquarters this week. Um, yeah. Really fun episode. Decent episode, decent episode. I um, liked it. We'll uh, try to get some, some more of these specials out there when in our down weeks when nothing much is going on in WWE. Um, Extreme Rules is a week and a bit away, so we'll be covering what's gone on and what's back down in recent weeks. Um, maybe a little bit of a preview for Extreme Rules. Maybe not. Depends what the time's like. Um, depends, you know, how England do in the World Cup as well, because let's face it, football's coming home. And on that note, is coming home. <laughs> thank you for joining us. Um, episode 30-something, not even sure. And we will see you next week. Fight for the Rock. <laughs>